Hey there, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Good Orderly Direction, Practical Tools of the Bible. I'm your host, Dr. Donnelly Snipes, and today we're going to start talking about Genesis 12, Abram and Sarai in Egypt. Now, we had left off in the last chapter with Noah and his sons, and now we move on to Abram being... Um, commissioned by God. So God calls Abram to take his relatives, including Lot, who's his nephew, and make great nations. Now it's important to note that Abram, like Noah, was really nothing special, which shows us that God can make anyone great. When we follow good orderly direction, it can help us flourish. Anybody, you don't have to be rich, you don't have to be powerful, you don't have to be all those things. However, right now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt where conditions were better. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, you know, I know you're a beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they're going to kill you so they can have you. So to protect me, please just say that you're my sister. And as expected, when they got to Egypt, Sarai was taken to the Pharaoh's household. The Pharaoh treated Abram well because he thought that Abram was her brother and Abram acquired much wealth. But during the same period, God struck the Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife, Sarai. Eventually, the Pharaoh kind of figured out what was going on and he sent for Abram and said, what have you done to me? Why did you say that she's my sister when she's really your wife? Now take her and go. So at this point, the Pharaoh could have jailed him. The Pharaoh could have had him killed. The Pharaoh could have done a bunch of things. But what he chose to do was say, I can't believe you did this to me. You disrespected me. Take your wife and be gone. So this story focuses in part on Abram's lack of faith that God would protect him. And that his faulty logic, assuming he knew how the Pharaoh would react. Now remember, good orderly direction means prudence, using wisdom and respect uh, in, in dealing with other people. And Abram did not give those things, did not use wisdom when act, interacting with the Pharaoh, nor did he give, them, give him the respect of being honest. So we see what happens. It's important to remember that everybody form schema with every single experience. That means we form sort of shortcuts in our brain that tell us how to expect what might happen next. And like a smoke alarm tells you, hey, there might be a fire. You better get up and check. Schema only provides an awareness to us of what might happen. Based on our prior experiences of similar situations, this might be what's going to happen, but it doesn't tell us for sure what is going to happen in the current context. So how often has assuming and mind reading caused you problems? You assumed based on your prior experiences with other people or other situations, you assumed you knew how something was going to turn out, or you assumed you knew what was wanted instead of asking. And how many times did that cause you problems? We're going to talk in a little while about beta testing, but basically beta testing is a method to help you get away from assuming. B stands for breathe. When you are stressed out, 
when you're anxious about something, when you're angry, you're not thinking in your wise mind, which means it's going to be harder to think clearly and solve problems. So breathe. Slow breathing triggers your relaxation response. E stands for evaluate the current situation, the facts of the current situation in the present context. Don't go based on your assumptions or your feelings. What are the facts of the current situation in the present context? Once you know those things, once you've evaluated those things, then think about what your options are. And then A stands for act tentatively. Choose the option that you think is best to help you move toward your rich and meaningful life. And, you know, the tentatively part means if it doesn't work out the way you expected it to, you can drop back and try something else. But with the beta test method, you are forcing yourself to make sure that you are making decisions based on the facts in the present context, not using information from the past that may not be accurate in the present context. This story also highlights that when you lie, you not only end up putting yourself in jeopardy, but you also bring harm to other people. The Pharaoh, we know that plagues hit the Pharaoh's household and that was, you know, mega bad mojo. And it probably wasn't a picnic for Sarai either. So Abram was doing this. He was being selfish instead of selfless. He was being disrespectful to the Pharaoh and you could say also to, to Sarai. Think of times that you told lies because you didn't trust another person to deal fairly with you. How did that harm your reputation, your finances, or your resources, or all of the above? How did that loss impact your family? And did they experience guilt by association? So your family, everybody sees your family and they're like, well, Jim Bob over here isn't trustworthy. So I'm not sure that we can trust Jim Bob's family. So there can be a ripple effect. And, you know, to kind of make it more practical, I remember when I was working in community mental health and we would regularly have audits and the auditors would come in and look at our charts. And as a supervisor, you know, I, I'm kind of akin to the Pharaoh. I would ask my directors, are all the charts in order? Is all the paperwork done? And if they didn't trust me to deal fairly with them, then they might lie and say, oh yeah, everything's fine. Then the auditors would come in, find all these problems, and we would ha have paybacks out the yin-yang, which could be significant enough to actually shut down our department. It, it could get that bad. I mean, I actually saw it happen in a different department. So it was important to make sure that my staff knew I was going to deal fairly with them so they would be honest with me and respect me. Because if our, our uh, program got shut down because they, weren't, um, they didn't trust me, then not only would I probably lose my job, they may lose their jobs, and the people who we served wouldn't be able to access services. They're, the services wouldn't exist anymore. So there can be a ripple effect. How can fact-based reasoning, using that beta test method, help you be more honest with yourself and with others? It's easier, maybe, 
to trust others when you're looking at the facts in the current context maybe somebody in your past wasn't trustworthy or wouldn't deal fairly with you so they weren't safe to be around well we don't want to hold the people in our present hostage for bad actors in the past when we look at the facts in the current context then we can be more honest with ourselves about how safe we are and what's going on and we can be more honest with others how does honesty help you create love and abundance you know it's one of those things that's kind of a no-brainer when we are honest with others when we treat them with respect when we are trustworthy when we try to do our best for them and and are honest with them then they know that they can trust us and they're often more willing to be united with us and we're going to see more about unity in the next couple of stories so in this story it's a very short um, story in the Bible you know you hear about Abram getting commissioned and they go to Egypt and you know there's this hubbub with his wife but you know it doesn't seem like it's this huge earth-shattering thing but there's so much to learn from it themes of prudence remember prudence is wisdom plus patience being wise being open to the facts about what's going on and being patient respecting others Abram needed to respect the Pharaoh as well as Sarai and he didn't and there were negative consequences forgiveness like I said the Pharaoh could have had him executed but he didn't he said okay you know you're a man of God and you did me wrong however I'm not going to bring harm to you I'm not going to do do to you what you tried to do to me so I'm going to let you go and take everything that I've given you so not only did Abram's was Abram's life spared but he also actually gained some some wealth from it and, and we'll talk about il, the ill-gotten wealth in in the next chapter endurance and courage Abram lacked this and hopefully he learned from this interaction that it would have been more prudent to have courage and endure the anxiety that he might experience telling the Pharaoh hey this is my wife than than what happened and truthfulness you know obviously Abram learned hopefully not to lie and I keep saying hopefully because I'll give you a little bit of a hint he actually didn't learn his lesson he's going to do this again in a couple of chapters but I digress uh, but well, one thing that we will learn from that is that we as humans are flawed and we will make mistakes and sometimes we'll make the mistakes a couple of times but we're forgiven if we try to do the right thing but it has to be on our heart it can't just be lip service oh I'm so sorry it has to be on our heart